So a few days ago, I was hanging out with some friends, and you know how it is when you're, you're with your buddies and you're having a couple of pops and you start reliving memories or somebody will ask you about something from your past or tell a story about their past, and the topic came up. What's the stupidest thing that you've ever done when you were impaired? Yeah. And it doesn't mean, like, Hello? necessarily a bad choice of maybe going home with someone and realizing you probably didn't need to do that. Just <laughs> just an ultimate stoner mistake. Right. And I've thought back, and there's, there's one that I've endured that was pretty freaking hilarious. And I wanted to tell you, and I, I don't think I've ever told you this story. But I think everyone is aware that at one point in my life, I delivered pizza. Yummy. Pizza. Now, have either one of you ever had that as a gig? No. I've never delivered a pizza. Never delivered food, never anything no. of that nature? No, I, I ran for a law firm and would deliver documents. Okay, but you have had a job where you drive. Yes. I don't know if you know this either. In the late 80s, early 90s, there was the culture of the average pizza driver was not one of constant sobriety. <laughs> <laughs> now it's... Now, you don't even, you would never even think no. about it. But it was pretty wild, wild west and pretty rogue back then. In so much as I had a friend, and I saw this happen all the time, that he was one of the drivers. He would carry like a pint of Kentucky Deluxe in oh his car, God. take a Diet Coke, pour out half of it into the street, fill up the rest of it with Kentucky Deluxe, swirl it around, and that was his drink for the night while he's driving. Yeah. I never got into that. I was never comfortable with booze and alcohol and work and all that stuff. That just wasn't really something that I that culture. You were a smart <laughs> pizza delivery I was a smart man. pizza delivery driver. But one night, one of my friends did happen to bring up something that will impair you that's not alcohol. Ah, uh, yes. Acid. No. Oh, um, Marijuana. Okay. Now we're and, getting somewhere. And I'm not... Never was and and still am not one of those people that is a regular like a, a pot You're not, smoker. As long as I've known you for two decades, it's that just, is just not your thing. Not something that I'm really that I'm no. into. So, if and when I would do it, it would usually hit me like a ton of bricks. Well, it did on this particular night. In so much where you tinkled in the sauce. No, but I did get a delivery. I took the pizza. I went to my car and set the pizza in its bag on top of my car to fiddle around with something, get in the car, leave the pizza on top of the car. <laughs> I forget that it's even there. I drive the three miles to the house where I'm supposed to deliver the pizza, pull up. I am baked. <laughs> I mean... I don't even. I, I don't. I can't believe I found the guy's house. Because you're using you like your, Maps you your Maps go. go. Yes, Maps well, you, go. You looked at the Maps go back. Where the hell's 43D? Dispatch, and you kind of just memorize it. I didn't carry a Maps go. I just knew the neighborhood. Really? And you just, yeah, yeah. This was. This isn't where you live, too. Okay. This is Lake Highlands. So I pull up. There's no pizza in my car, but that doesn't stop me from going and ringing the guy's doorbell. <laughs> With no pizza? No pizza. I just wanted to let you know I lost your pizza. So I go to the door, and I ring the guy's doorbell, and I'm just standing there. And just, I had to have looked like. Is your hair real long? Eh, probably. Hey, man. The pants this no, night? no. He answers the door, and I just kind of look at him, and he looks at me, 
And he goes, is the, uh, is the pizza maybe in the car? <laughs> and I looked at the car, and I looked at him, and I go, I don't know, man. <laughs> so I walk back to the car. I open the door, and I look in the car, and it's not there. And I look around, and I kind of look back at him, and I go, no, man, it's not in here. <laughs> so you go, why did you come to my house? He stood there with this huge grin on his face and the biggest look of disbelief and confusion I've ever seen from another human being. So when you walked up to his yeah. door, yeah. did you think that in your mind, like, you had the pizza? I did. I thought that I had a pizza okay. in my hands, but I didn't. So I go, well... I guess I'll be back in a little bit. So I went back to the shop, pull up into the parking lot, and there's the bag with the pizza in it on the ground. So, so I guess when you when backed I pulled out, off, it just like flew off and landed yeah. in the parking lot. Did you dust it off and put it in your car? I opened up the bag. I looked in the box, looked at the pizza. It was perfectly intact. Closed nice. the box, closed the bag, threw it in my car, and took it back to him. I didn't even make him a fresh one. Did he? know any worse for the wear he just said thanks and i gave him his pizza and he tipped me like two bucks and i went back you walked up to a man's yes. house during a pizza delivery without his pizza and still not rang the doorbell i did and then when did you realize that you didn't have the pizza when, 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 when he i said, went back to the car and looked in there and said there no, was no, no but pizza. you didn't have it in your hands oh yeah yeah yeah. he goes i guess the pizza's in the car and i kind of looked at my hands and i looked at the car and i said yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I would have been mortified. Even if I would have been baked, I would have been mortified. Like, oh, my God. Right. I, I That's didn't. when the panic would sit in. Yo, oh, sweating. Can you imagine <laughs> you how just bad? run away. How bad you would have been sweating? I didn't I didn't care at the time. I, just you, I would have flown through the window like Starsky and Hutch style, you know, to get out of there. No, I just didn't care. It didn't, it didn't matter to me at the time. Who was the outfit that you were employed by? Are you? Are they around still? It was. I think that would have been Mr. Gaddy's at okay. the time. Yeah. I mean, I've done some dumb stuff, but I think that's probably the biggest. Like how stupid? Like stupid? Yes. Like that's Beavis and Butthead. Yes. Stupid. Yes. Just <laughs> absolutely stupid. At least there wasn't a big tire tread mark in the middle of the pizza. That's true. Where I ran over it. <laughs> Okay, I'm there sorry. was a, there was another story where um, you decided to eat a slice of pizza, right? And then he mashed the other pieces together. I was no, hungry. you didn't. I was hungry. Yeah, it was an extra large, so it was like 14 slices or something. I took a little bitty one and mashed them all together. <laughs> where it looks a little disheveled, but still, it was passable as yeah, a full extra large pizza. But if you took pizza. the time and counted it, it would have been an odd number of slices. <laughs> God, man. I know. <laughs> I know. I, I was a terrible person. I was such a terrible person when I was 18, 19. I would pay $20,000 for a video of that interaction. Oh, my God. Yeah, if only they had the ring video oh doorbell back God. then. <laughs> that would have been on the news. It would have. That guy would have, like, saved Blood the video. Bloodshot Danny <laughs> pressing the ring doorbell. <laughs> It was almost like that you were expecting him to, to give, give you something. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my pizza? <laughs> the ticket.
So maybe we lost them again. Hello. Sweet Sounds pretty dead, Mary, Mother of God. Hmm. <laughs> this is amazing. Here's the Sling Blade Band. You guys like them? You want to make a phone call? Well, it's 417 on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. You're listening to Accumulus Station. Only the finest in remote equipment and connections. Bringing you live the hard line from Lava Cantina. Hopefully they'll be back in a minute. And here we are. Was that them? Working on, working on it. <laughs> How about now? Hello? Yeah, I've got... can hear something now. You're listening to behind the scenes of the mothership trying to make connection with Lava Cantina and the Hardline. And uh, big stars game tonight. Everybody's looking forward to that. <laughs> Whoever wins is up 3-2. You guys excited about Game of Thrones on Sunday? Yeah. Yeah, Mino, we yeah. really are. I have a prediction. I don't think the Night King's dead. Because think about it. It was it was too easy. It was told many years ago, thousands of years ago, that the dead had become extinct. Well, if that's the case, they had to come from somewhere, right? Right. Therefore, if they're all extinct now, maybe they could come back again. It's just too convenient and too easy for the army of the dead to be completely gone. Corby? Hello? I'd love to hear from you. 787-1310. I've heard the theory that Bran might become the Night King. Yeah, there's a lot of theories going on out there, Ty. A lot more than we realize. I think everything is going on a lot more than we think. Plus, everything... Out there is somewhere else, and you get there in a car. Mm -hmm. Mino, let's punch up line two. Line two. Hi, you're on the ticket. Hey, is this the two-minute drill? This is the hardline penalty kill. Oh. How's it going? Not bad. Big Stars game tonight. It is a big Stars game tonight. The Stars entering into game five back in St. Louis against the hated Blues. Your prediction. Give me stars. They got to come out strong, obviously in the first. Yeah, uh, momentum's a big thing early on for those guys. They get a, to such a slow start. Mm-hmm. Um, they come out and play uh, with fire and and, and just that. I'm more that interested vigor. to hear what's going on back there. Oh, whoa! Well, thank oh, you for okay. your call, well, sir. That's a great stars hot sports opinion, and whoa. we look forward to hearing from you in the future. I think we've reconnected with the hard line. Hello. Are you serious? <laughs> Let's go to Pretty line talk for like one second. <laughs> Let's go to line one. Hi, you're on the ticket. You know, we think about the Matt King, but have we ever thought how they're going to be thirsty when they have like 
30 people left in Winterfell. You know, that's a good point, but they still do have two dragons and ghosts because we saw that they're all still alive if you were able to steal the uh, previews for next week. No? And part of the theory of Bran being the Night King is that he can revive all of the people to fight for them now. Thanks for your call. (laughs) Um, You know how to punch up calls, Berm? All right. Let Berm handle the phones, and you can get us reconnected. All right, this is fun. Let's go to line six. <laughs> what was that noise? Oh, I was. Uh, Hi, you're on wait, the wait, ticket. I like this penalty kill idea. This is pretty good. Thank you. Well, it's timely because it is the Stanley Cup playoffs. Oh, I'm telling you, I can't wait to see if the Stars can uh, can give these uh, Blues fellas a, a, a run for their money. They got to stop that guy on the left side of the 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 rink that kept shooting that that puck out to the out to our guy is shooting cannons as they said that's a great point sir thanks for your stars call (laughs) do we have the hard line yet well well, (laughs) we can hear them they can't hear us let's take more phone calls line four hey you're on the ticket on the hard line penalty kill Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? There's a big, there's a big stars game tonight. You know, I, I heard that that is, it's a very big game. It's game five. They're back in St. Louis, and gosh, what do you expect out of the stars tonight? Well, I know that they have to come out hard and furious for the first five minutes. That's a great phone call, man. Good, good sports points there. Do we have the hard we line? We have a. Corby Davidson on the line, and he is pissed. Corby, big stars game tonight. Not sure if you were aware. Your thoughts? First off, I really enjoy your your station and your program. Thank you. I think think you guys do a great job over there. Well, Um, I I think we do so well because of our uh, state-of-the-art remote situation. Yeah. You know, we we can hear you talking. Yeah, like we can hear you from the remote. You can't hear us. Oh, so no. if y'all get on the radio, you can be on the radio. We can, but yeah. like what we hear in our earballs is is, is it real bad static so much? Yeah, it is real bad. Okay, that's weird because I can hear Mike now talking on the air. Yeah, so we can they can hear us fine. Everyone can. It's just static. Yeah, everyone can, but for us, it's just pure static. Yeah. Let's try this. Hang on. Hang on one sec. Don't hang up, Danny. I won't. Okay, so okay. right now we're on the radio. Yes, you are. And, okay. it's, and it's crystal clear. All right. Do you want to try this? Yeah. Go. Let's okay. do it. All right, Danny, we can't hear you. Okay. Unfortunately. Mino, we can't hear you either. You guys really? can play a thousand fart drops, whatever you want. We're not going to be able to hear a damn thing. But we'll try to soldier forward with this this story. I went to TCU. I want to see if they can hear me. Can you hear me? We were going to do this the other day. Hey, Corby. I had sex with your wife last night. How do you feel about that? And the The story concerned the great chastisement. (laughs) Yes. The former Redskins quarterback. The first quarterback with the Redskins to ever win a Super Bowl. Static went away with them. Can you hear me now? Okay. Hello? The ticket. So yesterday I was not here. And I'm going to try to get through this without completely breaking down. So bear with me. You guys assist me, please. Absolutely. But uh, my mom passed away this morning. She passed away at the age of 84 Mm -hmm. here in Dallas. And yesterday we were with her 
um, at her assisted living facility. My sister came in town. Um, we, we thought, and you know, Bob, you've been up to date on all this for, for a long time. And um, we thought it was going to be this weekend. Yeah. Um, my sister had come in the week prior. And, you know, with all the, the COVID stuff going on, and she's a nurse, and she doesn't feel safe traveling anywhere because she were you know, she's with with patients all the time and she doesn't know who's got what and even though they're fully masked and all that she's very very leery of passing the disease on if she does have it so you know she's tried to minimize her trips down here she's come like once every three weeks since my mom's got really bad and my mom had really what took her down she had dementia and parkinson's and it all hit in the last nine months really yeah i i was I mean, I, I absolutely uh, uh, have very little f- understanding of what you're dealing with, but ever since you and I even started talking about this show, yeah, and way before, I mean, you've had this on your plate, and then, which is which is certainly difficult on a million different levels that I can't even imagine. Then the pandemic thing yeah. absolutely kind of cuts off your parents from from everyone in the family and, and uh, your sister with her own unique spot. And I'm just, I have really, really felt for you in this entire situation. I just don't know that there's anything anybody can do about any of this. And I also know that there must be thousands of people in a similar spot where a loved one yeah. is fighting for their you know their life or or they don't even have the the, the covid right uh, but but they have something else and therefore everything involved in that is is now affected so i i've really really been uh been bumming for for your family and situation yeah it's been it's been really weird and and so you know it got really bad over the weekend and and we thought it was she was going to pass this weekend but she didn't and luckily my sister was able to get into town great and um she was like cuz she was going to wait until after mom mom died and like i said she had made her peace with her um about 6 days prior but and is it is it easy for her to get away uh no no you know i mean not easy but it's it's possible yeah it is when it's, it's possible. a parent yes it is yeah, yeah. and um and so she came in and, and, you know, a lot of these times when, when someone is at the end of their life and they're hanging on and you see it and you wonder, how are they hanging on? Yeah. Which I told you because I would see her every day and I'm like, I don't know how you're doing this. And then people will tell you she's waiting on something. And she was waiting on my sister is what she was. Dang. And, you know, we would tell her in, in, in her room that... You know, it's okay to let go. It's okay. We're all here. But my sister wasn't there. And when my sister got there, we, we spent all day yesterday. And there's something very, um, I don't I don't even know what it is. There's something kind of, um, it, it brings it all back to, to where it started, where, you know, typically if, if a loved one passes away, you want as many family members around there as possible. Yes. Well, that's not that you can't you couldn't do that. There were two people allowed up there in her room because of COVID, and it was me and my sister. And for a while, it was one at a time. But they, since it, obviously it, it, the end was right there, they let us both in. Okay, okay. I was wondering, had the 
had the local environment changed it or had her, her state of health? Okay. Her condition. Okay. And, and so we were allowed to go up there. And so yesterday we were there all day. And that's where I was. Yeah. Um, and so it was me and her and my mom and my dad. That's it. Our little nuclear family. Um, and, you know, it was kind of... You'd love for grandkids to be there and all right. that, and cousins and aunts and uncles and everything, and friends. You know, you want you just think of that if someone is dying, you want as many people there as possible. But there was something very real about just having the four of us in there. Now, my mom was obviously not responsive, and, and she was hanging on. But, you know, we got to telling stories, the three of us did, my sister and my dad and I, and uh, yeah, and, and laughing, and, and we were hoping that she could hear it all. Man, that's that's really something. I, I just would think about, when would the last time, time you four be alone possibly that, be? I know. Uh, dude. Like, before, like, I'm just thinking about my brother, sister, my mom and dad, uh... Well before I got married, yes, and there's then, always others around. Yeah, yeah. always, or, or one of you is missing. You yes, know? yeah, yeah, or both. Yeah, and so, man, that that feels that feels like a uh, a profound uh, opportunity on some level. So that uh, you know, I I don't know, I don't know that that aids your family in this situation, but uh, but I think that's that was a rare moment in time, and and. Uh, and uh, hopefully that that was special to you guys. It was. Uh, it was really. It was incredible. Um, looking back at it, and you kind of felt in the moment that this was. It almost felt like it was the right thing to 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 do, and to have you know that 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 amount of people and those particular people there um, in the end. And then she passed away a few hours a few hours later. Um, wow. But my, um, you know, I I I, I don't want to drop a eulogy or anything on on anybody but um i will say this about about her and everybody had growing up everybody had a house that was like the hub house mm-hmm. for the friends and all that well, our house was the hub house friends you know i i i'm my sister and i were separated by 2 years so you know summers were just a cavalcade of human beings at our house Swimming in the canal, jumping on the trampoline, running through the house, playing foosball, playing ping pong. I mean, you cannot imagine from, you know, my sister's angle and mine, just the amount of neighborhood kids and friends from all over that would come over and be over at all times. And my mom always was the more the merrier, who's staying for dinner. I don't care. And the amount of time that she spent outside too, making sure that nobody was drowning in the canal um, you know, she's sitting there watching everybody like a hawk when there's 20 10-year-olds out there just doing total jackassery, and she is out there watching everybody at all times while the background noise is uh, uh, Eric Nadell and Mark Holtz's Ranger games are being blasted from those old 70 speakers throughout the house. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, as I said, it's just who needs what? I'm, I'll go to the store and get another 12-pack of Coke for everybody, all the kids. And my, my refrigerator was lined with Dr. Peppers at all times, yeah. you know. And yeah, it, it was, was you, is, is your dad about the same age as your mom? Uh, a year older. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, same so, thing. So, so they, were, uh, they were mid-30s when they had little Corby? Yeah, they were um, old for their time. Uh-huh. You know, for the for the late '60s when my sister and I were born, they were in their mid 30s, which was ancient. I yeah. think they'd had trouble getting getting pregnant and all that, and so you know they were su- obviously super stoked when it finally came to fruition. But 
you know, my, my the, the amount of my high school friends that have reached out today that still think of her as a second mom, you know, my college friends, it became that way too, traveling, you know, 40 minutes down the road to college, we would always come back to my house, you know, they're, it's the same thing with her, you know, in that group, so, and then not to mention all of her own friends and, and church friends, and yeah. I mean, there's like 10 different groups of people that she was super close with that have been really, really awesome about reaching out and you know offering any help whatsoever and the 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 damnedest thing the cruelest part of all this is when she got really bad here in the last three months especially the last six weeks and the the virus came around that nobody could do anything right and so here's this woman that meant the world to everybody and no one not only could nobody do anything they couldn't see her and so it's ripped a lot of people apart um in that regard that she was isolated down, yeah down the stretch. yeah and, yeah, and couldn't see my dad either and obviously he's the one that needed more help than uh than she did at the time she's being well cared for and and on that front um you know you never think about this um when your parents are healthy but you see it in the end and you always hear stories and i always talk about with george george yeah. would always tell me these stories about his parents because uh, they passed away 15 16 years ago and, and he's like you need to get ready for this i'm like yeah okay nobody wants to get ready for this you don't and this is something they don't teach you no they don't you you don't learn anything about this growing up about how to deal with a parent um that may be having issues whether it's dementia or like my mom you know parkinson's got really bad They'll tell you these things, but uh, you do realize pretty quickly that there are people out there that deal with this on a daily basis that know exactly what they're doing that are true angels. And yeah. that's in the last six weeks, we moved my parents over to C.C. Young, the assisted living place over here in Dallas. And I really think that, you know, I, I, I'm a believer in 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 the cosmic forces um, doing things. Mm hmm that that makes sense and yeah. and this is one of them that we found this place uh, that was highly recommended to us and to see the way that they took care of my mom in the last six weeks the hospice nurses you talk about true angels these people that's, man that's great they are absolutely amazing and uh so mary pat and raylin um they don't listen but uh Shout out to them and everybody over at CC Young, all the nurses, all the uh, the doctors, and everybody that helped take care of her around the clock for the last six weeks. It is a blessing of the highest order to have those people um, in in my life now. And I don't want to, you know, it's one of those things where you meet these people and you become close to them over a over a few month period, and you're like, you like today, you're saying bye, and you can't. That's the other thing. I I this is like a situation where all you want to do is hug people. Mm -hmm. You can't hug anyone. Right. And it's so weird. And like today we were saying bye to them. And, uh, you know, you start welling up and crying and they're crying and they see this all the time. Yeah. But they form this relationship with these people. And I don't know how they do it. You no, know, they, they make you feel like you're the only one that's going through this. Isn't that incredible? They, they do that all the time. It's an like, they, like they have to move on. They've already moved on to the next and the next and yes. the next, and yet they're able to make an impression on you, which speaks to just their compassion and their professionalism and just the way that that their job you know, gets them going like our job gets us going. And, and we can't imagine how you have the renewal to do that every day yeah. because we're in here 
laughing. I know. Like I like like obviously we're we're really hurting for you in this situation and norm if we work normal jobs we would say take as much time as you want. Right. I understand in our job it actually sometimes works in the opposite and you you know sometimes when you're going through something like this you're like let's do a show, you know, and and, and, and so whatever you need, man. I I yeah. I uh this is very cathartic for me, you know. Yeah, and, talking and, it out is actually yeah. very helpful sometimes. And I needed, you know, yesterday was tough, and this morning was really tough, but I, I needed to come in here and at least get my mind off of things for a little bit. I'm going to go back over to Arlington um, and and be with my sister and my dad um, tonight and for the rest of the week. But, um, you know, this uh, this this certainly helps, but... It's it's weird. It's very um it's very it's a strange feeling knowing that um you know you're not you know you don't have a mom. Yeah. You know everybody's I it's 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 super super weird and and I'm 50 and I'm super lucky that I made it this long because That's right. You know my wife my wife lost her dad when when uh she was in her 20s, you know, and there were so many people that that lose a parent when they're young, kids and and I feel like that I've been around death enough from friends passing away to other family members, you know, grandparents, um, coworkers, you know, you, you see it and I've been around it, but nothing really prepares you for, for the parent side of things. And no, I can't, you know, I mean, no, even, even being close to it tangentially does not prepare you. No. It's, uh, it's just part of the life's journey that, you know, we all dread until, I don't, you know, I, I, I suppose, I don't know. There's nothing. There's, there's, there's no way to describe it. I, I like you have have avoided, you know, at least I'm assuming I, I have avoided close deaths for my entire life, and, and as opposed to feeling blessed by that, I have this feeling of doom that the the account comes due at some point yeah, right you right. know and, and and so i guess that's just the human experience is that um in the back of our heads we uh we hope we can put off days like today for a long 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 time well mikey i mean you went through this as a young guy yeah i was 20 for sure yeah and frankly i'm always sort of jealous of people in their late 40s or 50s whose parents are still alive you know i mean i don't say it but you think right it. sure but honestly like the one thing that I would hope people maybe take from this and, you know, the whole call your parents thing. Yeah, Because you take for granted that they're going to be there forever, and we know they're not, but I'm going to call my mom tonight. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, I haven't talked to her in a few days. And why? What am I doing? You know, right. like, and I know you're super close with your mom, and everybody knows, and I think it's so cool the relationship that you and your brother have with your mom, and, and uh, you know, cherish that, because it, it obviously it, it's something that, that does go away, and nobody wants to think about that, but... And I don't even think that there's a way to to say that, hey, get prepared for this because you don't mm-hmm. want to be haunted by something like that. No, but that's that's like of all of the things about me, and I've got a lot of issues. You know, I've got a lot of problems, a lot of things I'd like to be better. The biggest one is I'm just so bad at calling my parents. I'm just so bad at it. Like, I feel like every time I call them and it's, you know, it's it's. It's once a week, probably, but I know people do it every day, or and maybe it's not once a week. Maybe it's one of those things that if you actually saw an accounting of how often you do it, yeah, uh, you're, you, you're lying to yourself. And and um, every time I do it, I, I I feel better, but I also feel like I need to apologize, which which actually pushes the call away. But I've got a thousand mile distance. Uh, I haven't lived locally with them since I was a teenager, basically, and so it's this. 
it's this uh, different experience. I I'm I'm happy that uh, that uh, you always you know you're like your your kids know your parents really well, right? Yeah, and that's yeah. that's an awesome awesome thing that I've I am a little bit jealous of, you know, just because. Um, you can't go drop your kids off. Well, you know, when my parents were all good, we was just like, "Hey, call my mom," and she was awesome about this. Yeah. Like, we're gonna drive to Arlington. We're gonna go out in Fort Worth tonight. Yeah, my wife and I are. We're gonna drop the kids off. And uh, you cool? Oh my god! Yeah, can they stay the whole weekend? Mm-hmm. You know, type thing. So, well, my my uh, my grandpa just turned ninety eight, and we called him. Which you think I don't call my parents enough? <laughs> calling my ninety eight year old grandpa is even more of a task for me, just because I guess I, I'm I'm sorry. I guess you know I I don't know. Uh, it's it's something I've got to do better on, but I've known this, and you know whatever. Um, but anyway, he's living with my dad's brother right now, mm-hmm. and so I get the family around. We sing to grandpa. We have a nice conversation. We get off the call, and one of my kids asked me who the other guy with the beard was. Like that's their uncle. Yeah, but they've seen him like twice in their entire life. That's a trip, you know. And it's just, man, I feel very, I feel very uh, sad for you. I know the whole ticket family does. Uh, at, 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 at you know, and like we said, um, take take whatever time you need, or yeah, or, or don't. And uh, and uh, we are definitely thinking about you and uh, and helping you through this, man. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, shout out to. Um to uh, all the moms out there, and uh, in particular, you know, it, it's weird when you realize that that you've you've lost your biggest cheerleader. Yeah, and there's no doubt that that is that's exactly what that is in the end. Thousand percent. No man. matter who the mother is, those kids, you are their biggest cheerleader, and so in that regard, I love you, mom. All right, uh, let's shout out to, to your whole family, buddy. Absolutely. Yeah.